swagging golf for scrapping the battle calls. So emerge the image that every verse is written with intent to show you carnages on my birth certificate. There ain't no such thing as halfway real. Tell the truth or your raps ain't ill. Fakes, I'll swallow. Chops, hush your name. Carnage the executioner, not just the name. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Flavor World Records Podcast. Here with the one, the only, Connors the Executioner. Hello. Glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Just finished up our live recording. What a wonderful set. Thank you for performing for us today. Thank you. Thank you. Once I got used to the room, I thought it uh, it worked out just fine. Did the room inspire you? It really did. Nice. It really did. Like... Uh, uh, maybe I should keep this up to my mouth. Yes, it really did inspire me. Like, there's, I mean, I'd have to come here 10 times before I see everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like that kind of space. Yeah, you know? there's definitely a lot to look at. Yeah. Um, and so I know you rapped about it. So everyone who's listening, go watch the live set, of course. Um, but the name, Carnage the Executioner, what's the story behind that? Well, my first rap name was T Swift. Um, when I first started rapping in, uh, let me see, 1987 and, uh, you know, Terrell Swift and, uh, I was a fast rapper, you know, and I was like, Oh yeah, I just need a, need a name that sounds cool because I rap fast. And, um, I carried that name till about 1997, 98, about 98. And then I realized that I needed something that was, uh, that was more grabbing something that was more attention catching. And, um, I hit up my boy, shout out to my, my brother, DJ Excalibur. Um, he's the guy who I was in my first group with. Our group was Nemnock. And, um, I said, you know what? I want to change my name. What do you think about carnage? The executioner. And he was like, that's it. Wow. That's all he said. So where, where did it come from? You just pull it out of thin air like that? Well, I wanted to come up. I wanted to have something that represented like when you kill it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it started as. It was like, yo, when you kill it, you leave carnage behind. The executioner is you make it so nobody can follow. You cut the head off, it's it's over. You know, so carnage the executioner plus the execution of, you know, the the battle. Wow. You know. Um but later on I realized that, you know, it was it was kind of pretentious. You know, so I started uh I started to make fit what I've gone through like I've seen a lot of carnage in my life um and I realized that the executioner carnage the executioner was like a mask that I was using to cover up the real stuff that I had gone through in life Mm. so then it became um the story of carnage trying to find Terrell the human so carnage the character trying to find terrell the human Mm. and uh that's pretty much what it means now it's about where i was at and where i'm going um like when i say on the song um as i put stories together all as i put stories together all i can do is face what i've seen what i've what i've done and what i'm trying to escape Mm. you know what i've seen what i've caused and what i'm trying to escape Mm. you know uh Carnage is what I've seen, what I've caused, and what I'm trying to get away from. And Terrell Woods is the real person that I need to be. So leave the cell could, flee from hell should, then Carnage the Executioner can be Terrell Woods. Mm. So I can stop being the character and actually be myself. So mm. that it, it now represents a journey. So, so it's like the final evolution of Carnage the Executioner, Terrell Woods? Yes, but also there's, a, there's another 
uh, evolution after that. Um, I am actually my my given my government name is Maynard Terrell Woods. My middle name is Terrell. I've always been called Terrell, so I don't know why my mom named me that dumbass name. <laughs> but uh, um, I've decided that I have to shed my identity of anything that negatively impacted me so that I can move on in mm. life. So the only name that I have uh, that doesn't represent anybody else's name is Terrell. You know, mm. Maynard was my dad's name. Woods is my mom's, you know, lineage mm. last name. So I am cutting off both of those names and I'm giving myself a new last name. Yeah. I am going to be Terrell Xavion. Okay. So Terrell X is going to be the, the, the Where's evolution. Where Xavion come from? Xavion, it, it means a smart, uh, resilient warrior. Wow. So that's, that's, that's who I'm going to be. That sounds like Carnage the Executioner to me. Exactly. You know, but the but, evolution. Hey, that's beautiful because yeah. you evolve beyond. Yeah, exactly. You contain a piece you go. of the past. There you go. So, yes, it, uh, that that's what it's going to be. The, the whole the whole name is going to change, and that's going to be my real name, like government. You know, you do all uh, that legally. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do all it. the paperwork and change all that shit because I really I really feel like that's the next step in my life mm. is to you know really try to get rid of the 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 past transgressions that have kept me in a position where I feel like I can't necessarily be myself or I can't mm. get to the next level. For sure. And I think the name, like you change your name, is you're leaving, you're leaving an identity behind and choosing a new one, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I'm going. Hmm. And when you think that step's gonna come, you know, like you think it's coming up soon, or you got a little within more? the next year. Oh, for real? Within the next year okay, or cool. sooner? Yeah. Hey, it's, that's awesome. It's All about the power that time. To you, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Keep evolving. You know, mm-hmm. you ain't in your prime yet. I'm not even in my prime yet. That's what I'm talking about. Not even close. <laughs> is Terrell X your prime, or is? is oh there, no. no, no. I mean, well, that'll be my name, but. I'm I'm always you know in five years, you know I'm gonna be the baddest you know, like walking the planet. I'm gonna have to lead the planet. There ain't, ain't gonna be no room for me in five Woo. or six years. Right. You know I, I'm trying to evolve that way where you know there's there's no space for me here. You know yeah. I'm saying there's only space in space. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we all gonna be going to Mars because Carnage gonna be holding down Earth. No, I, I, y'all can have it. Oh, if y'all want to stay here, <laughs> okay, you're out of here. You're out of I'm here. trying to go to Cybertron, man. Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Um, okay, so another thing I want to talk about is how your, um, like, you have a very original live show experience, and what your records sound like is different than what your live shows are. You know, you often recreate the songs on your records, of course, but they're they're that they're recreations you know they're not just replicas or you don't just play the beat and rap over it so i'm just wondering like how your live shows evolved to be what they are and uh, why what do you like about it you know that sort of thing simply stated i got bored <laughs> i got bored watching everybody else do the same thing every time i saw an artist they always rapped over their same their their beats mm. and i always remembered what their beats were going to be you know cuz i have a really good memory for music so you know i'd see you know a local artist um do you know if i seen a local artist do five sets i know what their beats are going to be and i was like well if i know what their stuff is going to sound like are people viewing my stuff like that and and then it got to a point where it's like, I don't even care how they view it. I view it like that. <laughs> I view mm-hmm. myself as doing the same thing all the time 
and or doing something similar to what everybody else is doing. So um, I have this other skill called beatboxing. And um, it was really Idea who told me, he was like, why don't you do your own beats? Why don't you just like the way you do the way you beatbox for other people, you should do your your songs like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a while. I fought fought the idea. Um, but then I got a loop pedal. In 2007, I got I got the Boss RC20 loop station, and that is what changed everything. Mm-hmm. So from from 2000, really from 2009 on, I stopped using pre-recorded tracks. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing it since then, and um, it it has evolved into what it is now because I've I've added more pedals to the to the repertoire. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I I wasn't complacent with just you know, studio recorded tracks. Then I wasn't complacent with just a loop pedal. Then I wasn't complacent with just a loop pedal and a sound effects pedal. I had to get a whole pedal board. Mm. And now the pedals on my pedal board are interchangeable mm-hmm. to the point where I have so many pedals, I can build two more pedal boards. Yeah. So that's probably what's next. I'm going to have different pedal boards for, for different occasions. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't stop. I don't stop evolving. Um, I don't stop move, moving because I get bored with myself. I don't want to be bored with myself. I want to be able to perform all the time and love it. And that's where I'm at now. I love performing. Performing is the, my most favorite thing um, about being a musician. So I think I'm, I'm, I feel that way about it because every song is different every time I do it. Every set is different every mm. time I do it. It never gets stale. It never gets stale. Like I, I don't get bored performing. You know, I get bored listening to my pre-recorded tracks. I don't get bored listening to myself perform or mm. performing. So mm. that's what I wanted. I wanted to not be bored, and now I'm not. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Evolving forever. Um, how did you notice the audience? Like how how they how their reaction change once you started beatboxing and looping and making the beats on the spot? It got it 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 changed like almost a hundred percent. It was like that was also part of it it was like the reaction that people gave me when they saw me beatboxing was like it was priceless Mm. um so you know after idea had told me i should do my own sets um i started out doing partial i was doing part part beatbox and part pre-recorded tracks and then um i went out to uh madison to do a show the homies jack cracker and ad shout out to the crest Mm. um I started my set off with two songs that I did the beatboxing for and people were like, I, I, I saw that I had their captive attention. They were captivated. Um, then I went into some of my pre-recorded tracks. I did a few of those. And then at one point I was just like, you know what? Do y'all want to hear some more beatboxing? And the crowd went crazy. So I was like, mm. all right, cool. I'm going to finish my set beatboxing. Mm. And um, when I got off stage, Jack Cracker was like, that's it. You yeah. need to do your whole set beatboxing and i was like really you don't think it'll get boring to people he was like no you can make 45 minutes worth of beats easily Mm -hmm. and i was like okay so from that day on i never did pre-recorded tracks from there and so the the legend of the show stealer began the legend of the show stealer began (laughs) (laughs) i love the way you said that that's that's i might have to take that as a soundbite and put that somewhere (laughs) perfect um so here's another question this one's kind of more abstract i guess if Carnage wasn't a musician, what would you be? Or what would Carnage be? 
if I wasn't a musician, I probably wouldn't be Carnage the Executioner. That's fair. I would be some. I would be. Uh, I would be doing some type of um, probably humanitarian work, youth work. Mm. Um, you know, mostly youth work. But um, I'm a people person, so it, whatever it is, whatever it is, I would be doing. It would be involving other people. Mm. Um, I, I like to collaborate. Um, and I'm a social person. So, you know, being social with people is like collaboration to me. Mm-hmm. So whatever it, you know, before I became a full-time musician, I actually was a social worker. Oh. You know, I worked, I worked Definitely with youth. Yeah. I mean, I went to school for psychology, mm-hmm. you know, so I, it's, it's all always been about people. So um, it wasn't until 2007 where I went full-time musician, but I never stopped working with people. So if I wasn't a full-time musician, I would, still be working with people like I was before I became a full, full-time musician. That probably. makes sense. Yeah. You ever feel like your name is too intense? Cause you're like a really like nice, loving, helpful, caring guy and the executioner. <clears throat> well, it's intense. It's not too intense for my career, my live mm-hmm. performance. Cause Very I, true. you know, like I'm, I don't play around, you know, uh. when I, when I, when I perform, I go in mm-hmm. and that, that's part of the name. If you're going to have a name like Carnage Executioner, you got to go to hell in. Um, but like I said, in not just the name, more of more of the, the how do I say it? More the, the more the intensity that Carnage Executioner represent, excuse me, the intensity that Carnage the Executioner represents is something that more so pulls me away from the real me. Mm. It, it's not it's not about it's not as much about um like for for my rap performance it's perfect it's fine but allowing me to connect with people as a real person outside of the character is where it gets in the way mm. and that's why um you know when i do the terrell x the terrell xavion thing that's going to be the me and carnage will be the character like mm. right now I'm, I, you know for a while i've been trying to mix the two I've been trying to be like, you know, Carnage is a real person. Watch watch me show you. And it's like, yeah, the 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 real person behind Carnage is the real person. Mm. Carnage is the character. <laughs> so now I have to figure out how to separate the two for real. And this mm. is the way to do it. So when people want people want to do a collaboration, I would say, you want that Terrell X or do you want that Carnage the Executioner? There'll be two two different approaches, mm. um, so it's almost like different uh, different personas in a way. It's yes, but in but in a way that um, that really more so represents me because all of us have a character, all of us have a dark side, and Carnage the Executioner is my superhero or supervillain, whatever way you want to look at it. Mm. Um, but Terrell X is the real person. Now I can I can always go. And, and do that Carnage the Executioner thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I can always do the Terrell X thing too, or I can call on whatever persona I need at whatever time I need it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be a fun evolution for me. Yeah. So do you think having the Carnage the Executioner persona has uh, kind of freed you up in the art you create? I think it, it will. It, it held me back. Mm. So now being able to develop Whoa. the, the, like that's what I was saying in the song. It's like it's like because all of my songs were pretty much about being carnage, being being the 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 most dominant, being the killer, being the whatever 
destructive mechanism I chose to be. Mm-hmm. You know, being just carnage was the holdback. But adding the other persona allows me to go further mm-hmm. in what it is I'm trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, it, it limited me being just carnage the executioner, I feel like limited me um, to what I wanted and needed to talk about. Mm. And I want I, I just want to have fun. I want to have yeah. more fun with it too. You know, like yeah. I want to have fun with carnage the executioner and not just have it be this, this rugged persona that I have to live up to. Mm-hmm. And I can do that as its separate thing. If I, if I have that, but mm-hmm. then I can also be who I'm really going to be. Like I've always wanted to have a name, that I could actually go by as an artist. I don't think Terrell Woods is that cool of a name. It's okay. You know, I've, I've, I've like some rappers got dope names like Nas. That's mm-hmm. just like Nas. Like mm-hmm. if he was going to be Nasir Jones, mm-hmm. that's a dope name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Eric Sermon, you know, uh, Reggie Noble. I think Reggie Noble, Redman. Redman should have used his real name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, a- another name that I think is really dope. He's going to hate me because I say this. My brother Illogic from um, mm. from um, um, where is he from? Uh, Ohio. Ola- uh, Illogic's from Ohio. His real name is Jawar Glass. That's a nice. That name. is a fucking dope name. That's a nice name. And when I when I found that out, I was like, "Why don't you go by Jawar? Jawar Glass?" He was like, "Nah, I don't. I don't want to do that." And I was like, "All right, cool." But like, if I had that name, mm. I would use that name. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I don't have that name. I go Terrell Woods. But Terrell sure. X or Terrell Xavion is a dope name. Gotcha. I would actually go by that as an artist. Okay, so I get what you're saying. So Carnage the Executioner almost, it holds you back because it's it's got kind of an intense energy to it. But once you have a name that you can be yourself entirely as an artist through, you'll then be free because then you can go back and tap into that intense energy when someone got to get battle raft, when someone got to get shown up, when a show got to be stolen. I couldn't have said it better myself. I didn't say it better myself. <laughs> he just did. That right there, that was a quote. Let's go. Soundbite yep. it. <laughs> All right, here's another question. It's kind of it's kind of general, but what are you, what are your thoughts on like what's the key to making it, you know, to being successful to yeah, just making it. Doing what you want without any need to satisfy anything else mm. or anybody else. Um I'm finally in a place where I feel like I can make music that I like first. If if I if I don't like it, then I, you know, what am I expecting anybody else to like it for? Yeah. Before it goes out, it has to go it has to pass the Terrell test. Ooh. The Terrell test has to be, you know, it's I, I can't write a song anymore and be like, yo, I wonder what the rappers are gonna say when they hear this. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's a that's a real stale way to approach doing your music or what are people going to say when they hear me, you know, rap about this deep subject that happened, you know, this, you know, whatever. Um, I would rather rap about something that I want to talk about and then present it to the people and see if they like it. And if they don't like it, then they don't, but at least I liked it before it went out. Hmm. So that, that is the first step to being able to me, that's the main step to being able to say you made it is to be able to make art freely without having to worry about anybody else's approval first. Yeah. Like if they approve it after you approve it, then that's fine. But they were the second. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you get that first say. Yep. You're making it for you. Exactly. Hmm. So that, that that's making it when you when you can when, when you can 
create art like you don't have to worry about fans, when you don't have to worry about satisfying other people, yeah. that's when you made it. That's yeah, that's good. That's that's really nice. Cause yeah, actually very relevantly, like just last night I made I was I'm making album art for one of my friends, right? And I made this version that I just thought was so cool and I was super excited to send it to him. And I sent it to him and they, they didn't really like it. And like all the power to them, it's for their album, it's for their art. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like it's hard sometimes when you really like the art mm-hmm. and then the person that it matters that they like it because you're giving it for them. If they don't like it, then it's like this weird confliction where it's like, oh, then you just use it for yourself. Yeah, I know, but it's, <laughs> it's covered in their uh, branding. Oh, well, I mean, I, <laughs> but, it sounds like they lost out. You know, you know I like to <laughs> they think missed so. out. I like to think you know, because so. if you liked it first, mm-hmm. you know, you liked it when you made it, right? That was the first step. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. But but I made it trying to mm-hmm. satisfy them. See, yeah, that's that's a tough position to be in. Like, I I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I tried that before, and it only works to a certain certain point. It only works up to a certain point. It only works to a certain extent. And um, like now I have music that I made in the past that I don't like, but other people like it. Mm. And it's like, I don't like it because was I really doing it for me? Mm. You know, like I said I was. And at that point, maybe I was. You've evolved. I've evolved to I've evolved to something else. I've evolved into something else that made me want something else for myself first. Mm. You know, and, and I'm I'm pickier about what it is I'm putting out for myself first. Yeah. So it has to pass that me test and it has to be something that when I listen to it in ten years, in fifteen and twenty years, I still like it. And some of the stuff I put out fifteen years ago I don't like. You know, so hmm. So do you think fifteen years from now you're gonna like the stuff you're putting out now? Yes. Hmm. I like I like the last um Especially my last project. I really like my Ravenous album. I also really like my Respect the Name album. That was my 2012. So I'm like 2012 and 2019. Those are my best two projects thus far. Mm. Now I'm working on what I think is going to be my best record. Mm. We'll talk about that some other time. Okay. okay. But um, We'll save it. Yes. Like, and there was some stuff in between that I did, but I was also in a bitter stage. So when I look back at some of that, I don't like it mm. because I know that when I was doing some of it, I wasn't coming from a place that I was really proud to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yes, I do have some stuff that I would listen to 15 years from now, 20 years from now, and be like, yeah, that shit's hot. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the most recent shit I put, I put out because yeah. I figured it out. Yeah, you just keep getting better. Yep. I love that. Well, I'd love to give a huge shout out to uh, Mike Michaels. Yes. Who connected us up. Mike Michaels, the dude. Mike Michaels, the dude. Yes, He's he is. in the Orange Goodness, whose live set we recently released as of recording this podcast, um, one of the best, one of the best human beings, one of the best performers, one of the best guitar, one of the best writers, all that, that, that any of us have ever encountered. So yes, terrific human. And yeah, while we were doing our live set with orange goodness, yeah, he, he kept saying like, yo, I got to set you up with my buddy carnage, the executioner, like y'all got to get, get working on something. He's got to come through for a live set. He was right. And he was right. Yeah. I mean, we had a great time. We made some great art and thank you, man. And I remember after, after that live set, yeah, me and Brett ended up seeing you Desdemona and orange goodness at three, three, one club. Oh, so you had already did their video. Yes. We had recorded it, but we hadn't yet released Ah, it. So it's been done for a little bit. It has. Okay. It has. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Yeah. We kind of record them a little faster than we release. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Build up a bit of a stockpile, but it's a good problem to have. Um, 
But anyways, Mike Michaels, thank you for setting us up. A great connection. Um, I'm curious kind of how you met him, how, cause he entered our lives. Cause I did a, I did a live set with creeping Charlie, which, um, the front woman of that, Julia, she used to get guitar lessons from Mike Michaels, mm-hmm. you know? So this connection train continues where she did a live set and she was like, you got to meet Mike Michaels. We did it with Mike Michaels. He was like, you got to meet carnage. I'm wondering who you're going to set us up with, but, uh, we'll get back to that. Hey, we'll get back to yeah, that. I got a couple people. All right, cool. I'm, I'm wondering at though. Least, at least three. And one of them I'm involved with, so yeah. How'd you meet Mike Michaels? Um, Mike Michael, he was going by Bill Mike at that point. Woo! Uh, so the Bill Mike band. <laughs> That's kind of fire. He had the Bill Mike band. And um, he what? he was doing a show that he threw. It was uh, it was like uh, like Rock the Vote. It was like something, something with rock in it. And he booked Desdemona. Um, shout out mm. to, to Desdemona. Her and I are ill chemistry. That's our group, which is one of the... Yeah. The, yeah, right. Yep. My aunt knows, big fan, ill chemistry. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Maybe your aunt needs to be in here when we do our show. That'd be sweet. But yeah. So so he booked, he booked her to do the show at what was the Acadia Cafe mm. when it was on Nicollet. I think it was in 2005, I want to say. I want to say it was 2005. And he booked her, and um, I was um, her music, and her and I were a group at that point. So, of course, she invited me to come. And um, we came, and um, Mike, Mike, the Bill Mike band played, and I was like, that's my band. Mm. I fell in love. Mm. I was like, I had this, this, this straight-up crush. I was like, yeah. that's my band. I need to. And then they saw Desdemona and I perform, and let Mike tell it, he was like, he had a crush on me. Aww. So it was like, it was like, he was like, his group was like, yo, we want a rapper. That's him. And I was yeah. like, yo, I want a band. That's them. Yeah. So perfect. it just, it just happened that way. So shout out to Mike for booking Desdemona and shout out to Desdemona for bringing me. Yeah. Because Mike and I never left each other's side since then. Mm-hmm. So then I started doing stuff with the Bill Mike band and, um, we did like a little EP together and we stopped, we never stopped working together and uh, to the point where he has played guitar on almost every release I've ever put out. Really? Yep. I've had him, hmm. you know, I've had him um, add something to just about every, cause guitar is my favorite instrument. So um, I always would get beats and then I would be like, I need that guitar that doesn't sound exactly like guitar on my record but it's still guitar and mike michael was the person to do it oh yeah so that's how we that's one of the ways we never we never lost contact with each other and we've been working with each other since then so since 2005 you know when he invited desdemona for that show um we 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 musically fell in love and never left yeah and it's just crazy how the world works, you know, mm-hmm. like a hundred things could have kept that from happening. Yep. Desdemona didn't feel like it. Mike Michaels found someone else. Desdemona had work. You had work, you know, like a hundred things could have kept that from happening. It's yep. just fun to think that such a simple thing, just doing a gig together and lifelong friends, you know? Yeah. Cause I don't know that we would have made the same connection because we weren't really, run- we weren't running in the same circles. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, you know, alt rock and I was, straight hip hop yeah. you know i don't think we would have crossed but um what was cool about when i got with them is we practiced and it was just so easy it was like uh we we literally were like yo mike was like come to my practice spot and um we don't really have a playback 
for the music, so we'll just come out and listen to the music in your car. So they came out, and it was super Minnesota cold at that, at that time. They come to the car, and um, I play the first song. And I was like, y'all can learn this. And I play it, and they're listening. About 15 seconds in, they were like, all right, we got it. And I was like, for real? So we went in a room, in the practice room, and we nailed it. Wow. Then they were like, all right, next one. We went to the car, did it again. And wow. I'm like, what the hell? Went, nailed it. Then came back and did another one. Nailed it. Hmm. And it was like, it was that easy. It was, it was as easy for them to learn my stuff and work with me as it was for me to do it with Desdemona when she asked me to do her thing. Hmm. So that's why we made a connection. When Desdemona was like, yo, I don't want to have pre-recorded tracks or have a band all the time. Would you be willing to beatbox for me? She came over and she'd start rapping. I had a beat. Mm. Oh, let's do another one. It was almost the same exact story, but it was with them. Mm. Um, and, and it just, it stuck. Mm. It, they, they were so easy to work with and they had such good musical memory. Yeah. And they had the kind of musical memory that I feel like I have and yeah. it worked. Well, I definitely understand even just from knowing Mike Michael, how much I do. Definitely, yeah, you can tell like he just clicks and he's such a talented musician. I'm sure, yeah, he can hear the song. Be like, okay. He's ready do. immediately. No yep. to use, no effect to do. We're going to go groove. Yep. That's awesome. It's nice to know people like that. You know, it makes working with people a lot easier when they're like that, you know? Yeah. You don't really have to manage or tell them what to do. Like, yeah, they, they already know what to do. Right. He's going to do it better than anyone else. Yep. Exactly. They're so, going to do it better than the way you wanted them to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's funny. Um, so, did were you beatboxing for Desdemona yep. before yourself? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Like, to, to, I always tell this story like this. I didn't really get a chance to rhyme over beatboxing until I did it to my own beatboxing. Because hmm. most of the people I know can't really beatbox. You know, they, they or they just, it just really wasn't so their thing. you just thing. didn't have no loop or nothing. I didn't have, I, well, I didn't have anybody to do it for me. Yeah, and so, you couldn't do it yourself. Right, yet. I couldn't do it for, for for myself until 2007. That's when I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. So I actually, st- you're, you said it right, I actually started beatboxing full-time for Desdemona in our group before I ever started doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Like like a five-year difference. Wow, okay. Like a five-year difference before I was doing it full for myself. Mm-hmm. So I did it with Des for at least five years before I did it for myself. So beforehand, you couldn't, you didn't have a looper. So with Desdemona, did you just rap live? I didn't straight rap. Through? Or excuse me, beatbox straight through? Yes. Before, for the first three years I worked with Desdemona, I didn't use a pedal. I just straight beatboxed for 45 minutes. <laughs> that sounds kind of exhausting. Nah, I had it. And nah. I was 300 and something pounds. I was 340 oh, yeah, something yeah, pounds. I, I was getting it, it in. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, I was getting it in even at that size hmm. because this music is that's that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So like weight ain't gonna hold me back. Weight, that's nice. You know, fat ain't holding me back. All right, so this is kind of a crazy question, but do you think it was Terrell Woods or Carnage the Executioner that lost all the weight? <laughs> that's a great. Question. It was it was a uh, it was Terrell Woods. Hmm. It was Terrell Terrell X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It, it was Terrell. Um, Maybe a little both, though. You know. Well, because well, Carnage, Carnage got the, the hunger. Carnage is the persona that is all consuming. It's all destructive. It's, it's all, it consumes. It dis- destroys, and it wasn't really as much about creating. You know, um, when I started really seeing myself as something other than just Carnage the Executioner, 
that's when I went plant-based and that's when the vegan journey started happening and that's when the weight actually came off and stayed off. Mm. Yeah. That, was, that was a decision by Terrell. Yes, mm. it definitely was. That's, man, you asked some good questions, bro. Yeah, I got some <laughs> practice. This ain't my first podcast. Nah. <laughs> uh, so with live shows, do you do you get nervous before them still? I mean, No, not really, no. No? Are you um, just confident that you're going to pull it off or do you not care about what people think or like... Like, how are you not nervous? Because I feel like I've, I've mastered my craft. Like, the, if, when the craft is mastered, all you do is just keep, perf- you keep uh, polishing it. Mm-hmm. So every, every performance to me is a polish. You know, it's, it's adding another layer of polish and making it better. So I don't look at it as something I need to be afraid about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need to be afraid of it. I need to do it, embrace it. And use it to take what I'm doing to the next level. Mm. So no, I really, I rarely get nervous. Mm. Um, you know, if I do, it's because there's there's a big shot in in the crowd or something. Yeah, and that's happened before. But um, that's that was that would be the only thing that really makes me nervous. I just, for me, I'm doing it for me first, and I know I got it. You know, and that's another thing. The more I do it for myself, the less nervous. Like, what do I have to be nervous about? I'm going up there to do it for me. And then y'all should enjoy the fact that I enjoy myself. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like, I think that's part of why people like my performance too, because they see that I love doing what I love to do, what I'm doing so much. Mm. You know, I think people have fun watching me have fun. Mm. So what, what is there to be nervous about? Yeah, very true. If the best performance comes from you just having fun, why why do anything but just have fun? Right, and then people <laughs> people are gonna follow you if it, if it's if it's quality, mm-hmm. you know, or they don't like music, they're not going to, or they they have some type of preconceived notion of what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you put me in front of ten crowds, I'm gonna rock. Hopefully, I'm gonna rock eleven of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. trying I'm trying to get the people who aren't there to learn about it from the people who were there. Hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to turn uh, five into 15, yeah. you know, every time five fans into 15. Um, but I would say in actuality, you know, I rock nine out of 10 at least, mm-hmm. you know, I rock nine out of 10 at least, Yeah, you know, um, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, you rock. But I rocked 10 for me though. Yeah, yeah, All 10 was, were rocked for me. And that's what's And then important. the crowd, you know, I might get nine. You know what I'm saying? So that those ain't those ain't too bad uh stats. Those no. stats ain't too bad. Hey, you rocked one for one crowd tonight, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate it. It was fun. <laughs> uh so how long you been in Minnesota for? You born here? No, I was born in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh I've been in Minnesota since I was about probably like four, four or five. Okay. Somewhere in that area. So most of your life been in most of my life, yep. What's your views on the music scene here and how it's changed? You think it's in a good state? You know, I don't follow it as much as I used to because I'm just way too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a point where we we really had some 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 cool stuff going on, um, but I think I feel like we got stagnant um, at a particular point where we had a lot of people who were just uh, dead set, hell bent on putting Minnesota on the map. Mm-hmm. That was that was a thing I saw. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying they were trying to do. And to me, that was just, 
they were trying to be the next they were either trying to get signed to rhyme sayers or they were trying to be the next rhyme sayers artist or something you know and th- i think it was it was in a very stale point and at that point i kind of stopped paying as much attention to it and started traveling myself um so um there are some mcs out there i really really like um, but for the most part, I don't know exactly what the Minnesota sound is anymore hmm. because um, I'm sure it's evolved because some of the older players are old. And then there's mm-hmm. these, the younger cats are coming up doing their thing. And I've heard a few young cats that I was like, so there's this dude named Righteous MC who's, he's from Chicago originally hmm. too. He's my new favorite rapper. Hmm. So he's one of the ones that you got to get here. He's, okay, he's stupid. MC. Yeah, he's, he's, I swear I've heard the name. He's stupid, man. That dude is crazy ill so yeah there there are there are a couple a couple hitters out there who 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 y'all need to be checking for who we all need to be continuing to check for but um yeah so i guess maybe i answered your question i'm I'm not as connected with the scene as i used to be and um it's not because well it's because i'm doing my own thing and what i'm doing doesn't really revolve or evolve around the scene it didn't evolve because of the scene mm-hmm. or it doesn't revolve around the scene because i feel like this is never this hasn't been my scene mm. this like the type of music i do the way i p- approach a performance the who i am is not purely minnesotan yeah you know like bigger they, than that well, they, they want something else mm. i think i think minnesota minnesota crowds the majority of the demographic here wants something else and it ain't what I do. And I'm fine with that now. I, it, it was, it, it took me a long time to get over it. You know, it, it took me a whole lot of shows, people not coming to them and, and for me to be sad about before I realized that maybe this just isn't my demographic. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I traveled other places and I realized that my demographic was in all these other places. Mm. And, um, it made me, say you know don't be bitter about minnesota just don't put all your you know all of your faith in minnesota you just do what you do in minnesota and go places outside of minnesota who really like what you do and i I found so many places that really 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 like what i do Mm. shout out to salt lake city hey you know shout out to to um different areas of colorado you know shout out to the west coast you know shout out shout out to like you know, Portland. I got I got some some hitters out there. California. There's some nice, you know, some areas and yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I got areas that that really mess with me, For and sure. um, and they mess with me harder than than what the response is that I'm getting from Minnesota, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense, and that reminds me of something we were talking about with Mike Michaels when we did his podcast and. That's like, you don't have to make your art for everybody. You just have to make it for somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Yourself. You need, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's bottom line, you yeah. know? Bottom line is you. Yeah, and that's, and that's you know, that kind of just drives the point home where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need, like, the biggest audience in the world. Right. You just need somebody that really, really likes it, someone that really appreciates for what it is. And, yeah, hopefully that's you. But you know, if First. there's if there's three other people out there, four or five, and there are a stadium full, you know, like it's they just, just a lot of times your your crowd is out there, and you just don't know how to get to them, or they don't know you're there, or whatever. Yeah, you I know, that. you'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, hopefully you you get to a point where you do figure it out. Hopefully you don't do this for your whole life and never realize where 
um, the people who really love you lie. Mm -hmm. You know, um, luckily, you know, fortunate for me, I was just like, I, I got to do something else. I just don't feel right sitting here trying to do just this. Mm -hmm. And um, 2016, I started hitting the road and going all different types of places. And it was like, oh, man, there's all of these all of these people who like what I do in all these other places. Mm -hmm. why, why, why concentrate in a place that doesn't feel like they do and instead yeah. of going to the places where they do? Yeah, and there's and nothing wrong with that. Going where your audience is more densely concentrated, you know? Mm-hmm. And not being upset about it like I was at one point. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the key. You know? it, was, it was ridiculous. I, I was just reacting ridiculously and I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of, of some of the, the feelings I had mm. because they just didn't need to be, I didn't need to be feeling that way. And I didn't need to be saying, I didn't need to be having that type of self-talk. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. I was holding myself back. Yeah. You know, and now I'm not, hmm. let's go. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, I'm wondering a little more on, you're saying part of the reason the scene kind of got stale for you was because everybody wanted to put Minnesota on the map. And that's something, I mean, I still hear. It's not like that, it's not overwhelming or nothing, but I'm wondering kind of why that made it stale. Is it because everyone wanted to be the one to put it on the map? It was like a power grab or like... There, there was that. I think a lot of, a lot of people, they're, they're just really selfish about it. They're like, oh, I'm going to be the one. It's like, so you're not collaborating with other people so y'all can do it together. Mm -hmm. You know, strength is in numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, there's a lot of, MCs from Staten Island but when Staten Island got put on the map for real there was like 12 MCs involved they're called Wu-Tang Clan mm -hmm. you know it was a number of people who put that small area on the map mm -hmm. so why is there you know a bunch of individual rappers running around here saying they're going to be the ones that put Minnesota on the map really like it's counterproductive what if, what if every artist that was talented collaborated with every other artist that was talented yeah you know then, That'd be then crazy <laughs> we would have crazy numbers yeah you know instead you got like two or three talented people performing with a few other talented people who want to perform with other talented people and the numbers are just so small mm -hmm. you know the numbers of, of people who want to work together for a common cause rather than a selfish you know power grab um are few and far between here at the point that i was seeing that i was like y'all can have it Y'all go ahead and concentrate on, you know, making your music sound a way that people in Minnesota are going to like, and I'm going to go and do something else. Mm -hmm. I'm going to concentrate on the live show and doing the live show differently from the way I see anybody else do it. Yeah. That was my power grab. Mm. So. Whew. Yeah. Broke off from the group, doubled down on your own craft. Yeah. Kept and, polishing. Yeah. And more power to everybody. You know, I'm not hating on anybody. Do you do what you do, do what makes you happy. And if, you know, trying to put Minnesota on the map makes you happy. Go ahead. Do it. Um, it just, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me. I, I want to put me in the world, not Minnesota on the map. Yeah. That's more important. I'm, I, I need to be known everywhere myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to put Minnesota on the map for myself. I'm trying to be everywhere. Mm. I'm, I'm not local. I'm not a local MC. I'm a, I'm a worldwide traveling stage destroying putting it down collaborating with anybody on the planet but then stepping back and doing my own thing to a high level ass dude yeah that's and that's what i need to do that's what i need to do that's beautiful 
Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap things up in just a bit here. A couple more questions, though. I'm wondering about your long-term goals for your art career. Where do you want things to go? Um, I don't have a pr- particular uh, destination. Um, I just want to keep making music that I really like that that pushes me to do something different every time I do it. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to to create the way I want to and make a living creating art the way I want to without having to conform. That's, that's my goal. That's, that's, yeah. you know, there's, there's no particular destination um, other than just, you know, being self-sustained, you know, having a self, a self-sustaining musical artistic career mm. that allows me to do what I want to do whenever I want to do it, however I want to do it with no if ands or buts yeah. that's my destination yeah perfect i mean it's it's abstract but you know i'm not trying to be a millionaire or yeah. trying to be the biggest rapper on the planet or be the biggest minnesota artist i'm not none of that it's like i want to be a household name for making music that i like first and that people like enough also that they're gonna pay for it yeah doing you know, it yourself I'm gonna give my music away for the rest of my life like a lot of people i know do they're like well the only way they're gonna hear it is if i give it away well damn i feel bad for you if that's how you feel <laughs> yeah you gotta buy my shit hey. my shit's hard you know what i'm saying let's go you know so i respect that that's cool that's a beautiful goal and i think that honestly should be the goal of pretty much every artist you know i mean i feel like that's the place that's the place to be to be in a position where you're just making things for yourself doing what you love but you know, getting getting checks for you to live off of just for being Terrell X or Carnage the Executioner, mm-hmm. and having that support your entire life. Exactly, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I don't want to have to go and work for anybody anymore. I want to be able to do that for the rest of my life on my own terms. Yeah, that's that's my goal. Yeah, hey, it'll come once the live. Set I mean, drops, it's already I'm here. You know, I've, I've been an independent artist since 2007. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a nine to five since 2007. So I think I'm doing nice. all right. Yeah, I'd say I'm doing, so. I'd say I'd I'm say doing okay. So. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing pretty good. That's very respectable. Cool. All right. Well, one of the last questions I got for you is your thoughts on Flavor World, Flavor World Records, your time here today. Yeah. Flavor World is the world that y'all need to be in. Let's like, go. yeah, it's 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 super dope. Um, I I love what y'all have done with the place. Um, there's just there's a nice vibe here that, um if I get new songs that I want to try out, I would love to come and try them out here just to, you know, just to see what y'all, what y'all going to do to the room and, and, and how we can, how we can finesse, you know, some of the new unreleased stuff, Mm -hmm. um, in a, in a place that is not a traditional venue. I'm not a, I don't need to perform in a bar for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I like stuff like this. If I could do, these types of shows and rooms like this for the rest of my life and, and still make a living, this is where I would rather be. I don't drink, you know, and I don't make I don't make any money off the bar. So why am I playing in bars until three in the morning? Yeah. No. No, I'd rather come here and, and, and be done at ten yeah, and, and kill it. You know, come to a place like this. Um but I've never been in a room quite like this. So um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to doing more and anybody else, y'all should hit up Flavor World and Try to get your art in a space that actually supports art. This is all art. This room is all art. Hey. You know, it is art. So if you're an artist, you need to play where art is at. 
Hey, you know, this is well an art said. gallery. Well you know? said. Um, yeah. My thoughts on it was Flavor World and what else was Flavor World Records. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to you know getting on some of them beats. Yeah. Yo, hey. the, the, the last time I was here, you know, Brett played some shit that was like, oh, you made that? Yep. Hey, so that's uh the man yeah i think we're gonna have to do something maybe, maybe we need to do like a single or something start out like a, do like a couple songs and see what you know it's like a, a, a single and then a b b side or whatever and let's do two okay and see what's up you know okay you, maybe you can get some of that new terrell x when, it, when it's coming <laughs> i think we just got a little business deal on the podcast here all right all right yeah hey, so I, that's what i think about flavor world records too i you know love that yeah we let's want go. beats that's what let's we think go. about it let's, let's get these Shout beats popping beat too. haven be heavy yeah man Behaving got some beats. <laughs> some beats. That's how you got to say beats. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, say that's got to be gotta the, use that. That's that's gotta be the, the little tag at the end. Behaving got them beats. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Any last words? Any last shout outs or anything? Shout out to everybody, you know, all, all, all my homies, you know, all my Hecatome, Tomians. Um, special shout out to my brother Righteous MC, um, my brother DJ Excalibur. Mm. Um, my sister Desdemona, my brother DJ Piecemeal, my brother uh, DJ Really Fresh ninety seven. Um, yeah, I, I got I got I got some peeps. Shout out to Sammy Warmhands out there in Eugene. Sammy Warmhands, Evil. Yeah, we got to get him out here. He's 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 dope too. Shout out to uh, Blueprint Illogic. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I man, I could this do this forever, on. man. Yeah, I could do this on. forever. Like you know. Um, please don't feel bad if I didn't say your name, but you know, it's just a lot of you. Shout out to all of you. I love you all. Shout out to to, to my brother Mikey. And um yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Carnage the Executioner. It's been a pleasure. Hope to have you world? back sometime. Flavor World. Let's go. Thank you. Been a treat. I hope you feel the same way. You ain't even in your prime yet. Then we got something in common. Today, better than yesterday, tomorrow. Better than today, cause I ain't even in my prime yet. Say it. I ain't even in my prime yet. I ain't even in my prime yet. I ain't even in my prime.